Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. Hola, amigos. Aquí estamos. Es Hard Shop Life. Con to Coach. Coach J.E. And G-Man. <laughs> Darn right, man. Darn right. You know what? G-Man, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Honestly. We're doing the whole show in Spanish? No. No. I would love to do that. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, but. I'd have to learn this, some rudimentary Spanish. This, this episode is all about questions from audience members. Oh, ah, okay. Okay. Right, yeah. Uh, and that was, that was question number one. Hey, Coach J., I understand that you're Latino. Why don't you speak more Spanish uh, on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Nope. So, uh, well, the truth is- I will is tell that, you, I thought for a long time the, the Latino thing was BS. Really? No, nah, you're just about as Anglo as they come. And I was just like, <laughs> there's no way. First of all, first of <laughs> he all- He changed his name to Martinez. First, first of all, have you met my wife? My wife is Puerto Rican. Couldn't even tell like to, to save my life. Like seriously, that's how she picked me up. She goes, oh, oh no, you know, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, seriously. My grandparents, you know, where they're from Ponce. And I'm like, oh, get out of here. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Ponce and Sidra. Uh. <laughs> that's her. So, uh, yeah, man. So that was question. Bro. So these are questions. So one client asked us now, thankfully, thankfully, we weren't asked, hey, Coach Jay and the G-Man, why don't you guys speak Korean? You have a Korean audience now. <laughs> And I'd be like, dude, I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just can't. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry, guys. I mean, sorry. I'll, I'll, we'll try harder next time. I, I don't it, know. I mean, Google Translator, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the pronunciation, we're going to struggle with the pronunciation. Yeah. It's, so it's we want to come across this. We, we wanted to do, we wanted to do this, this question. So I think that was a fun question. And I appreciate, you know, audience members sending some stuff out. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, we got another one, but you know, I don't want to take them all G man. You got some questions yourself. So, uh, I think that this episode is based on answering audience member questions, which we appreciate. Right. Okay. right. So why do I not speak more Spanish? Well, I can, and I will. And you know, when, you know, South America calls and wants to sponsor us and you know, whatever, you know what we can do G man with a lot of people don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that your wife is Brazilian. She is Brazilian. Yeah. So do you speak Brazilian? It's Portu Portuguese. It's no. Port Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither one of us. She, so uh, she understands it. Okay. And she can speak a little, but not, not a lot. And we went to Brazil, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, something like that. And she could get by. Yeah. And she knew when they were making fun of the gringo, which was me. <laughs> just start busting out laughing i go why are you laughing she goes oh they're just talking shit about you it's fine <laughs> i was like well don't let them do that that's funny um but yeah so and i i took a you know i took one of those like all uh those cd courses oh yeah and yeah, then yeah. tried to learn and i so I, I had a few phrases and I, I knew a couple of words but it's tough language it's definitely and brazil speaks it different than port uh portugal mm. it's the portuguese they add a different it's like uh it's like it's like english in england versus the united oh, states I get it, it's I a get different it. dialect different accents so, so did you ever like experience carnival did you guys go down to carnival we did not go to carnival no, really no, uh, i heard that's an experience i hear it's a, an amazing experience do you think yeah. it's dangerous um yeah g-man you know what we should do we keep talking about all this travel 
why don't we go to Brazil and do a store? We should do a show in Brazil. There you go. We should find like Brazilian, you know, clients and you do their stores down there, bro. And sure. let's just go to one. Yeah. Just invite There's us. Car dealerships down there. Yeah. You know, one of the guys I used to know had a uh, uh, Nissan offer him a bunch of stores down there, like 16 mm, stores or something like that. No way. Mm-hmm. Really? It was in, I think it was Peru or something like that. But really? Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I don't know. There's stores down there. We could go down and check it out. You know that we I get had a South American audience. Well, first, I, we need Idaho, though. Can we uh, just say? No, I thought we had them all. We no, go to no, South no, America, no. You said we, we had Idaho? them all. You said we had them all. <laughs> I don't think we ever had. Yes, Idaho. no. You said it on the last podcast. Uh, we had finally had Idaho. We have okay. all fifty now. All right. Okay. Oh, wait, do we have fifty? Stay corrected. Or do we have forty-eight? We don't. Do we have Alaska? I know we have Alaska. Okay. We have Alaska. We didn't have Hawaii. That was the other one. Okay. Um, but I, I do think we picked up Hawaii. But Idaho was a, was a holdout forever, Dude, and I think people crazy. were just like, like not downloading. They're listening and not downloading, so we couldn't see it. <laughs> no, dude, they're over there going. Look, it was intentional, dude. Look, we, we they're, they're potato farmers, bro. They don't want to listen to us. Come on, man. All right. So, uh, all right. So let me let me let me read off one of the questions. So, a question we get often, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase because it comes from multiple sources. Okay. But um, one of the things we get asked a lot is. Um, you know, hey, Coach Jay and the G-Men, why are you guys so anti-technology? Mm. So there are a couple of ways this question is phrased is why. And then the other one is, are you really anti-technology? And the, the, and the answer to that is no, we're not anti-technology. Not even close, man. I it, love technology. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you have a Tesla. Oh, yeah. I got a, yeah, things. what the heck, yeah. dude? Like, come on, man. And I mean, my, uh, if you saw my office, it looks like air traffic control. Like, I, there is nothing I love more than technology. I love technology. I love what technology does. I think you feel the same. Absolutely. So the second part of that question or the first part that I was reading was, so then why, why do you hate technology so much? And why we did two episodes, right? The yeah. tools of torture. Yeah. And and the bottom line is like we we talked about it and go back and listen to that part two. And there's also part one, which is in season two. But um, the bottom line is the technology is there to serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like a wrench. Yeah. The wrench needs to turn the bolt. So if you have a, a, a 17 millimeter wrench and a 13 millimeter bolt head, then you don't really have a wrench. Right. You don't really have any a tool that you can use. Gary, and, I, you know what? Hold on. Because you like when I do this. You like when I, I don't mean to interrupt you, oh, no, but I, I do. I love Because it. you like this. Uh, love when I give you compliments, mm-hmm. that boost, that wonderful ego of you. I love Listen compliment. to me. I this, love compliments. You're a genius. You're a genius <laughs> with that analogy. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we've said this time and time again. You still need a hand to hold the wrench, yeah. don't you? Yep. But everybody wants to get the wrench and forget about using the hand. Yeah. Agree or not agree? I agree. That's the problem. That's the right? problem. <laughs> the problem is the tool doesn't fit the job. The problem is the tool doesn't have a hand to right. wield the tool. The yes. problem is the tool. Like, I mean, you you know, there's a lot of tools I could put into the hands of a, of a kid coming right out of tech school or right out of high school. He ain't going to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you can put a tool in their hand, but they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like so. So I think all those things in terms of tools of torture are that is that you got to have the right tool. It's got to fit the right system and process that already exists and you got to have the right people or have them trained properly in order to use it. You do those things, it becomes an enhancement to what you do and not, uh, you know, we're just talking about this the other day. It's like everybody says, oh, when we get this system, it's going to fix this and we'll be good. And what they don't realize is when they get that system, it's going to get infinitely harder because now you got to train everybody how to use the system. The system Mm. doesn't fix the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So I think that's that's the that's the big question. So, yeah, like that's a good one. That's a really good one. It was right. a really really good. Back one. Back to you, Bob. Well, here it is, <laughs> the Bobs. All right. So ours. Here's the next one. So uh, we had somebody ask us uh, recently, uh, Coach J, right? Coach J, you are more feelings, and the G man is more facts. Now, do you struggle with the fact that you're more feelings and the facts are more prevalent? Because you guys have always said facts, not feelings, mm. but you're the feelings guy. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. so, right, right. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's a really good punch in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you don't matter. You don't matter. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's, that's I don't know what that means, but okay, I'll take it. Uh, but the, but the truth of the matter is, you know, when 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 it comes down to it. G man and and I I got to tell you for those of you who missed out on our retreat it was out dude we got rave reviews come oh, on yeah. bro no, come on good. give it to us it really come on good. give it to us we did a good job really good right excellent uh, feedback excellent feedback people loved it but the number one feedback G man that we got from the attendees is wow we didn't know how much feelings. G-Man had. Mm. You were all you you it was you all kinda, feelings. It was all feelings, bro. Yeah. Like you dropped your guard. It wasn't about logic. It was about how you felt. You told stories about you. You really you you man, you know what I'm saying? People bl- were blown away. Yeah. They, the people were saying that was the best part. Like we never thought G-Man would be not about logic and status and yeah. or statistics and blah, 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 blah. And you really shared a moment because we went through this whole exercise about limiting beliefs and people were like, oh, great. This is going to be another, you know, Coach J thing. No, it was a G-Man thing. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, think I, I mean, I, I you know, it. it, it and I do think that people can get the wrong idea mm-hmm. from that because they do, because we do say a lot of facts or feelings facts. And I think the only reason we say that is because you need to investigate and inspect what you expect, right? And so it's like, oh, well, you know, we're doing great. What, how, how are your multi points? Oh, it's it's great. My guys love MPI and, and it's great and everything's going great and it's awesome. And <laughs> it's made us a bunch of, and then when you pull the data, you're like, no, it's not. It's not yeah. making you any money at all. By the way, nobody's using it. Right. And so it's like, it, it's this thing about we spent all this money, we invested in this thing, and now we need to feel good about it because we made this investment without really examining the facts and saying, is this, it, does this make sense for us? Is it is it truly working for us, right? And so to me, that's the facts side of things. The But there, there also is the feeling side of things where you, in order for you to be able to see that, right? In order for you to be able to see that limitation, you have to address your own psychology, yeah. which is the feeling side. Yeah. So the point of about saying facts versus feeling is literally pushing you past your feelings so that you feel something different, right? So it, it really is feelings. You you have to have them. And um and I you know I've been on it's it's been a long journey for me and and I've I've gone through this kind of transformation or meta, metamorphosis or mm-hmm. shedding of of limiting beliefs and raising of my lid and however you want to. Uh, you know, whatever euphemism fits it. But um, to me, it's like, I, I get it. I get the joke now, right? I get the fact that you have to push your psychology past a certain point in order to recognize the facts that exist. Yeah. And you yeah, can't I, see the scoreboard. You just can't exactly, see it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, and I think that's what I, I so that, I mean, to, to respond to the answer. Yes. I think 
I, I'm all about facts. I look at the numbers. We look at the numbers. We see this. Heck, there's some times where I'm looking at the numbers and go, oh, I see what's going on here. This is a feelings thing. I mean, don't we train on that, G-Man? Don't yeah. we tell a, a managers to look at the trends of your advisor and say, you know, I'm looking, you and I both do it. You do it. You know, we do it together. We look at it and go, man, this guy is like, like, this is the second month in a row. This guy's kind of like down. What's going on? Yeah. And we tell the manager, go talk. Oh, no, he's fine. He's just, he's not getting good ups. No, 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 no. Have a conversation. What's going on? Yeah. How many times, G-Man, have we encountered like, oh, yeah, dude, he's having some marital problems. I didn't even know that. Or blah, 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 blah. Right? And we're like, dude, you got to talk about it. Yeah. You know? And then they try to send you go, well, just punch him in the face and tell him to get, you know, get over it. And you're like, no, dude, that's not. <laughs> you, <laughs> you show know? him the math. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, and, and, and the, the truth of the matter is, is, is you go in there and go, no, man, they're like, this guy has some, some issues. We got to address them. Right. Yeah. Uh, because even though we say, you know, you got to leave your problems at the door, let's be realistic. Not always everybody does that. Right. Cause it's hard to do. It's right. hard to separate those two things. Right. So, you know, when it comes to facts and feelings, uh, I have always been a proponent, and I, I think you agree with you agree with me now, G Man, or we we both agree that with facts, there's got to be some aspect of feelings, and yeah. we have to accept it, and we know that something comes from it, right? Uh, now, I talk a lot about feelings because I'm a feelings guy, you know, and and you talk a lot about the facts, and but at the end of the day, we both are on the same page in regards to the respect for both of those things. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, no, where they don't exist in in a silo and. I think addressing the facts of the matter and being like brutally honest with yourself will help you to crash through your feelings. I think addressing your feelings on the situation will help you crash through and see the numbers in a different light. And so I think I think they both uh, they both exist and you need to address them equally. And, I, and we probably give more. And I think I do this more than you, but we give more credence to the facts. Mm -hmm. To me, the numbers are more comforting. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology is very complicated to yeah. your point. Like the guy's got a thing going on at home. Right. And the thing. How right. I, I can't fix that. Right. But I, I know he needs to be at 150 ELR. You know? Right. So to right. Me it's like, right. Right. How do we do that? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. purity of it. Right. Yeah. 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 But so the truth you, is you have to address that. You have to do address you it. think the fact is the metric that we use to justify the direction we need to always go. And that's why it's easier for well, us. They always say data driven decisions. Right? Oh, you got to yeah. make data driven. And so yeah. to me, that's how I think. I think I do the math. And, and I told somebody this the other day and they laughed at me, but I said, the financial statement will speak to you. It will talk to you. It will, it will give you clues. It will guide you. It's like, a, it's a map that's talking back to you. And so when you look at those numbers, you start analyzing, you can kind of see, Ooh, wait a minute here. Oh, wait, something's happening here. And you, you can figure out your department and it will, it will, it will drive your decision-making, especially when you get really in tune with where your numbers are. Yeah. But you can't forget that there's a human being out there producing that. And so yeah. you got to go talk to him and you got to figure out, to your point, the guy's numbers are down. Let's figure out if he just is lost his mojo or if he's in a in a slump or if he's got something going on at home or some way we can help him, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. But but fair warning, I also want to say that if you look at your financial statement and you see other expenses, don't ask questions. Just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone because the owner has some things in there. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Don't look anything below the line. Don't look FYI. at those things. Yeah, below Leave the line. it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> okay. Okay, G-Man. Your turn. All right. So um, a question came up about uh, retail, our retail experience. Do you guys really have 
a lot of retail experience? Is 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 this like? Uh, are we talking from? Um, I'm trying to paraphrase because it was a long it was a long paragraph, but essentially what they're saying is we're talking from what the ideal scenario is, you know, mm. what the what the the quintessential dealership would look like, or, or are we talking from real world experience? And I think both of us have tons of experience on the job. Hold on, hold on. Let me go get my textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my textbook. But we've been, you know, service advisor, service manager, <laughs> assistant service manager, lane manager, parts manager, but you know, like, dude, I've been a car you, washer, man. I car know was a detailer, mean, all those things. Technician, like Come we've, on. we've pretty much filled every role and done it a couple of different times. And, and, uh, and on very, you know, uh, uh, a, a, you were, I mean, East Coast to West Coast, honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, plus the fact that we've been doing this like uh, kind of consulting, coaching, uh, what would you call it? Helping, mentoring gig for almost 10 years now. So yeah. it's a uh, it's 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 a lot of of what we know, and what we what we want to believe the industry can be. So there's some of that where it's the dreamer in us. Right. Mm-hmm. We're like you know, it, it, it could be something better than what it is, but it's also attached to real world, you know, knowledge and what we've done and what we've seen done and the people that we've worked with. I mean, God dang, I was thinking about the stores. I was count, somebody challenged me the other day to count off the states that I've been to. Mm-hmm. And I was counting the states and thinking about all the stores and all those states in, in the union that I've been to. I was thinking, dang, man, we have, it's been a, it's been a privilege to be able to go out there and work amongst people in different states and different cities. And it's just been, honestly, it's been the, I look back on, it's been a really good career. So Mm, that's good. Really good. Really good. I like that. I like that. Uh, Next question is a little complex, little complex, but I like it. I like the question. The question was, have you ever been stumped? In other words, have you ever failed in a project Mm. that you, um, learned, what did you learn? How did you overcome and how did it make you a better coach? Mm. I'm like, wow, that's a good one. I like that one. Mm. What do you think? I had some pretty significant, uh, failures early, early on. I had a couple oh, yeah. of, I had a couple of go- stores go belly up one store, just not to go into too much detail, but we, we bit off more than we could chew. Yeah. We took on too many projects and, and lost sight of what the, the, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, right lost sight of what was important and that got us distracted and, and that led to controversy that not necessarily result suffered because the result was there but there was there was too we created too much um oh god i don't even know what i would call it it, it was like a uh it just created like agitation yeah. right and and when you do we create disruption right and you need you don't need disruption you want to create you want to disrupt and then make everything smooth. The problem is you disrupt too many things and then the whole thing caves in on you. So I had that happen. Um, that was tough. And so what I learned from that is, again, get the result first and then you could fix everything else later. Yeah. Like focus yeah. on getting them the money, get them profitable. And then you can, every the other project can happen down the line. Yeah. And then the the second one was, um, was, uh, uh, <laughs> Facts over feelings. <laughs> Dude, that, that's going to be my example. I'm going to tell you right now. That was my example. So I had one store and I was going through all. So we have them give us like everything. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I we a payroll and personnel files and, you know, financials. And so I'm uh, I'm combing through everything and I come across this name and I'm like and his title was fixed operations director, but I hadn't met him yet. 
And I was like, who's this person? And so I go to the uh, owner, general manager, and I said, hey, look, um, you have this person on your on your roster, um, but you know, I've been coming around here for a month and a half. I haven't I haven't seen him. I don't know who he is. You haven't mentioned him. Who who is this? And he has a title FOD. He goes, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, that's my brother. He's never coming back. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I'm like, okay, everything's fine. So then uh cut to like uh six weeks later, I come back to the store and guess who's sitting in the service drive? Ooh, title FOD. <laughs> Holy yeah, cow. and he's FOD, and he he don't want me there yeah. to be, it, at all, and it became this conflict. And he's part of the family, yeah. So he's not he's not an employee that I can I can try to to create influence over, and uh, it just ended horribly. And I just I I, uh, I guess in that lesson was assuming that 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 information was correct. Yeah, right. I think. I should have uh, I should have spent a little bit more time investigating that and making sure that that was right. You know, yeah, it wasn't right. Yeah. So for me, same thing, uh, similar where I was at a store and I really empathized with the service managers because it was several stores and I hung out with them and I helped them. And I thought that my method of coaching was getting them through these moments like empathizing with them. Mm -hmm. And so what ended up happening and I realized later, right, is that I wasn't working the mission to deliver on the promises and objectives that I wanted that the owner wanted. Right. right. Like I started uh, agreeing with the excuses Mm. and I had to be taken away from it to look at at going, dude, you're, you're, you're in the jar. Like you're in there. Like you're accepting the mediocrity. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, 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 but it makes sense. If they had this and they had that, da, 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 da. right? And like, no, 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 no. Who do we work for? Who signs the check? Right. <laughs> right. Like you need to learn and understand why we need to direct them in that direction. And, and honestly, looking back on it now, bro, like they were right. Like, like the owner was right. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like these guys weren't, I accepted. The excuses like, well, yeah. you know, I shouldn't come in. Why would I have to come in every morning? Like literally it was like, you know, even to the point where I got in trouble because the owner was like, wait a minute, aren't we paying the, you guys to come in here and have morning meetings? And now you've cut back on morning meetings. Like, isn't that what you believe? <laughs> well, yeah, but why am I going to have morning meeting? Why are they having morning meetings if the guys don't always show up and there's different, like I was jumping on the excuse bandwagon yeah. instead of transforming them into, no, there's no excuse. Like this is what he wants. Right. And then uh, actually, I remember you were the general manager, you know, of, of, of our oldest down, which, by the way, is our next question. But, you know, and, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they're paying us for this. Yeah. And I'm like, but, you know, listen, man, these guys have a good point. Like, this is like, that's not the point. The point is who pays our bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So right? It, that's a tar- that's a hard one. And that's something I think that people don't probably can't give us a lot of credit for. Um, but it is a difficult thing to not become them. Right. Because we, it's so easy to become them. Right. Like we start working in a store, we start, you know, getting close to them. Get, we start, and then we start buying into that reality. We become part of the system. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we are the system. We, yeah. We're the system that we're sent in to change, yeah. right? Like you're yeah. there to make, to break them of how they think and how they feel. And like, you're there to crack it open so that you can get new results out of it. But if you think like them, you get sucked into the system and then yeah, you're done at yeah. that point. You're done. You can't make change, right? Yeah, that's true. You can't make change. That's true. 
So anyway, that that is our next question. Okay. The next question that's been brought up to us is, listen, you guys came from the past of an old outlet. Why don't you guys ever mention it? Why don't you guys, are you ashamed of it? Mm-hmm. It's just something that was bad. It was something. And, and honestly, no, I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I give, you know, that guy all the credit in the world for teaching both of us how a lot of things, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, we sure. knew a lot of stuff from other, but the truth of the matter is, is yeah, man, I learned a junk load. Yeah. I learned a, lo- a junk load, right? But just like our clients, we're going to coach you. Until you feel good enough to take, you know, the, 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 what do they call it? The, uh, the training wheels off and go do it yourself. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. Our thing has a shelf life, right? Yeah. And, and then eventually we're, we become obsolete. Exactly. Whatever, which is the, by design, right? It's our it design. is by design. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, we have clients to this day who have us on retainer, who want to keep us, who want to reach yeah. out, who want to use, Hey, I'm not turning that away. I I want to I want to be connected to people for life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I that's how much do I appreciate our business. But the truth of the matter is, is to this day, bro, how many times do we get calls from people and they're telling us something and they go through this whole thing, and at the end of the conversation, like, you know what? I just answered my own question. Thank right. you so much. <laughs> and I'll be like, shit, can I send you an invoice? Because <laughs> I just took twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, gee, man, how many times? <laughs> it happened today. <laughs> it happened today. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting having having those conversations, and then they, I just keep asking them why. Like, why do you think that? What do you think that is? And what would you do in that scenario? And then all of a sudden, they go, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> it's true, though. It's it's absolutely true. It's funny today. There, he was saying, "Well, what?" What is it? I forget what he the question he asked me, but and I said, well, what do you think I would say to that? And they know me very well. I've been, you know, we've been coaching these guys forever, right? And I said, what do you think I would say? And he goes, well, I think you would say this, and I go, exactly right. So <laughs> now you have your answer. That's what I would say. <laughs> so let's just go do that, shall <laughs> we? I'll come out and help you. I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right, G man, your turn. Boy, I don't, I don't have another one in front of me. You're done. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I'm completely. Oh, shot. come! I just, I didn't. Oh, I, yeah, it was unprepared. Come on, G man. The structure really? guy was unprepared. Really? All right. Well, I think, I think we have enough. How many? How long have we been gone? Well, we could talk. I mean, there are some practical questions. Um, some, uh, some people ask us a lot of times about effective labor rate. Like, what's the right number? You know, do we care about hours pro like technical stuff? Do you want to get? You want to yeah, like that? no, all the time. So, so here's the question. Um, actually, I thank you for bringing that up because I was asked that last week. Why do you guys always deter from door rate? Mm, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. That comes up all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I we never deter from door rate. But what I love is when you tell me your door rates. 150 and your effective labor rate's 80 bucks like yeah you know what i'm saying mm. like i'm ready to sign you up yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah we were just talking to a dealer recently saying that they were going to raise their door rate in an effort to to correct their profitability problems and i thought to myself if you can't come close to your door rate right now what hope do you have of raising it and getting any, any kind of an increase like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that I think I don't think we're 
anti-door rate. I think what we're looking for is how do you create real change? And I think you you have to look at the specifics of what's happening. And I think data, right? You got to go through and pull the data and see what's happening. Like I'll pull every, every single op code you've written for the last year and go through and analyze every one of them and try to figure out where we're losing and bleeding. But then the same point, you know, you know, Jay and I will sit down and talk to everybody mm-hmm. and say, okay, what do you believe? Because some people just believe that they're worth 80 bucks an hour. Exactly. And then what you're going to get out of them is 80 bucks an hour. Exactly. You know what? One thing, and I'm going to make up my own question and I'm going to give it to you, G-Man. You may not even know this answer. Why is it that we get technicians that tell us that we're overcharging for too much time? Mm. Why? I, I never understood that. When so, technicians are like, we are just way too expensive. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's a fear-based thing. So if you're a tech, what do you care about, right? I, yeah, that's what I say. I care about cars and hours. I don't care if you charge 10 bucks an hour or $200 an hour, right? Because what I want is I just want the hours. So I guess I, I should rephrase that. What I care about is that you sell hours. You know what? I just answered my own question, G-Man. You just did it to me. And I appreciate that. You know what it is? The technician doesn't trust the salesmanship. Absolutely not. That's doesn't what trust it is. the fact, doesn't think that we're worth it. That's what it is. Is afraid people won't pay it. They're selling yep. from their own wallet. Yep. Their, their mindset is a constraint that you don't want to have saddled to your business. You just want to keep, you want to keep those guys so busy. They don't have time to think about that. You sell hours for what you need to sell hours for. You need to keep them busy so that they're not thinking about it. Cause it, that's fear. It's all fear talking. They're worried. They're not going to have an hour tomorrow. All right. So here, here's a tip guys. I think you should have an, a conversation with your technicians, with your teammates, whoever, and ask them, what are you worth? What are you worth? Because the truth of the matter is, is how many times G-Man, and it just hit me like a freaking boulder. It hit me in the face going, how many times have we heard, I'd never pay for that. Yeah. I'd never pay for that. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. How yeah. do you make, and, and I, I get, hopefully there's some techs listening. And if not, if you're an advisor or a manager, tell your techs to listen and fast forward to this part. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> but here's what I would tell you. If you're a technician, you want to make more money, you better start thinking that you're worth more than what your company's charging. Yeah. You need to start thinking about that you're worth $200, $300 an hour. Your time is worth that because until you get there, you won't make the money you need to make. And we're on a mission right now to have the first $100 an hour technician in the United States. And if you're that guy already, let us know. Oh, we'll, yeah, for sure. We'll raise the bar. Please. But what we're looking for is, is that first $100 an hour tech. And to get there, we have got to believe that we're worth three or $400 an hour, right? You Maybe know, five. You know, and, and, and it's been few and far between where we encountered technicians who know their worth. For example, Matt. Matt Washington State. Oh, yeah. He knows. Come on, value, bro. Yeah. That dude's like, what? No. Yeah. This is what they're going to pay. This is what I'm worth. This is what I do. They want it fixed right or not. That's it. Well, he's the number one, really the number one diesel mechanic in that area. In that whole state. Yeah. Come it, on. Yeah. That I mean, guy's untouchable. People come from all, from over, all over the state. All from over. all over the state. And, he, and he's worth it because he does. He fixes he the car. He does it every time. Yeah. He's a, and I've been there. I mean, we've been there. Like customers like the, the advisor's like, I can't believe that Matt wants to flush the coolant system twice. That's ridiculous. Customer's never going to pay for that. Then he walks up there and talks to the customer. Goes, "Hey, listen, this is why you want to do it right. I'm going to get you back to Yakima, whatever the hell you're going. I'm going to get you done. But this is how we got to do. This is the yeah. right way to do it. 
And every customer goes, okay, do it. Yep. Every time. Like literally the advisor doesn't want to talk to the customer to tell them that. Matt goes up there, explains it. And the customer's like, yeah, get it done. Yep. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> but he has confidence and he believes that he believes very deeply in what he does. And, and he takes, he takes it very seriously. He's not trying to rip anybody off. He's not trying to get time where it's undue. And I will tell you this, like if you, it, there's a lot of guys out there I know that can fix cars and fix them really well. Yeah. And this guy is, is an enigma. He's a, a unicorn. He can fix cars and like turn the most hours that I've ever seen. It's incredible. But hold on, hold on. I'm going to, I also want to, I want to, I want to go back to that statement that I just said, because that was the old mindset back in the day of those advisors. Mm. Those advisors, man, they're pretty incredible. I mean, we left that store and those guys are rock stars. Yeah. They got their stuff together. We had one advisor there that took a long time to turn. And that dude woke up and just annihilates yeah. it. That whole store, it's just, it's just, it's honestly one of the best. And I'm going to call it, it's one of the best Ford stores I see out there. Oh, yeah. I, we see a bunch of Ford stores. That Ford store knows about culture, knows about taking care of their technicians, knows about, and it's, and it has great, fantastic leadership. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and the truth of the matter is, is they're fair, they're transparent. They know what, what how to take care of the community, and they know how to take care of that state because they they deliver on a high quality. And I I got to give I miss those guys. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. I, I'm gonna confess right. I miss those guys. Those are those are my people. You know, mm-hmm. I miss them. As a matter of fact, uh, the sales manager reached out to me. Go, did you forget about us? I said, No, man. What are you talking about? I'm gonna watch Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, but but us. yeah, no, no, no. I never, do miss never. them. Yeah, they're great people. They're freaking great place. Great. It's beautiful. Jeez. Anyway, so. Yeah, I think I think we're good there, G man. What do you I think? I think we're good. Yeah, we'll, we can do this again. Yeah, no, I love this. So more I, I now appreciate coming it. to mind, and I I uh, I want to kind of get some uh, some more details and pull some some information. But yeah, I think we could do this again. Info. Think about at JDI Coaching. Yeah. Info. Please send us one question, two questions, twelve questions. Yeah. We don't care, man. We love our audience. We love that you guys listen to us. We we appreciate it, dude. There's a guy right now. I think I think his name is Chris. I'm gonna do a shout out. I think his name is Chris. He pulls up into a service drive at one of our stores, and the guy is listening to our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he's listening. I'm like, what the heck are you kidding? So the, the guy and I and I kind of like greet him and whatnot, and and he looks at me and he look he's looking down, he looks at me and he's he's like, holy cow, dude, are you Coach Jay? Are you this guy? I said, yeah. He's like, oh my god, what's that? Oh my god, you know. Dude, that was that was not as good as your airline. The flight thing. attendant. The flight. That was pretty epic. <laughs> that to was be pretty honest. wild. That was pretty yeah. epic. Yeah. But uh, it was it was impressive. I was I was I was happy. Yeah, I was happy. We had a parts so. guy reach out to us. So, um, oh yeah, I know that we connected with him. And we're gonna reach out to him yeah. and maybe even try to get him on the show. Oh yeah. I so, because we don't get that many parts, no, guys no, reaching out to us, so we, we want to make a big deal about it when it happens. So, if you, if you're a parts guy, please, you know, don't hesitate. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, here's what I would say. So, we we appreciate everybody. We want to thank you for tuning into this episode of Hard Shop Life. Um, without you, we don't have a show. We don't. We don't have. We're just talking to thin air, basically. So, the subscribes and the downloads and everything that happens that you do on the other side of this mic is what makes the show happen and it, and it means a lot to us that people actually listen. So if you get a chance, you know, somebody share, um, uh, you know, suggest 
and then subscribe. Hit that follow button, the subscribe button, and uh, and that way we can uh, recognize the people that are listening. So we we're about to tip over fifteen thousand downloads. We hit ten. And then hit the slip and slide and it's been moving. So we're, we're ratcheting up pretty fast. And that's all because of you. Now, the last question that we always get is, Coach Jay and the G-Man, what do I need to do to be interviewed on your podcast as an advisor for our Superstar Advisor Series? Yeah. And let me tell you, you need to have something to talk about. <laughs> That's it. That's so it. true. I mean, we're not so asking true. for you to be the best in the country. So true. What we're asking for is let's get on the mic and let's share some of our trials and tribulations. Let's share some of the stuff that we've done to kind of move past some of the roadblocks that we get in front of. And let's help each other to turn this industry into what the, the great thing that I know it can be. I, I see all the time and it breaks my heart. People, you know, on the forums and in Facebook talking about leaving the industry and everybody applauding, saying congratulations. I'm telling you, I don't think there's a better place in the United States to make money and and to have a good life and to build build a life. And it's in every demographic, every city, every place. There's opportunity there, and and it it to me, I just I'm I'm thankful that I was able to be part of it, and I'm thankful to witness every day people succeeding across the country. So yeah. And in big ways, big ways, yeah. not just in, in major markets. So I would say if you're inspired and you want to talk a little bit and you got something to share, we're, we're the venue. We have have the uh, the media to share it. So please you know, reach out to us. Let us know uh, what you want to talk about. And let's see if we can get you on the air. So that being said, email info at jdicoaching.com. That's info at jdicoaching.com. Reach out to us. We'll have somebody reach out to you. If you want to talk on the mic, we'll schedule something in. We'll get you on here. Yeah, you know what? It. Also, go on our, our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Send us a message, man. Yeah. If you don't want to like send an email, just send us a quick message. Drop us we'll a respond. DM. Yeah, yeah, dude. Just yeah. do that. Just do that. We'll get yep. we'll get back to we'll you. We'll make a way. We'll, we'll find a way to connect with you. Um, and then again, if you need help in your service drive, you're looking for uh, coaching, helping, training, um, whatever you need that's service and parts related, we are here to help. Uh, reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. We've had quite a few inquiry, inquiries this year, and we've been uh, trying to do our best to get back to everybody. Um, but if you need help, you have a question that you want answered, maybe you don't want us to fly out to your store, but you just want us to talk to you about something, please reach out to us, drop us a line, and uh, we will definitely reach out to you and do what we can to try to answer your question. So um, again, info at jdicoaching.com or hit us up on Facebook and, uh, and we'll see you in the nep- next episode of Hard Shop Life. <laughs> an episode. <laughs> They're not always perfect. <laughs>